M grads in the building. How y'all doing today? Yeah. Hey. It was meant to happen. The most trusted going triple platinum. Link with Mac, link with Feed if I'm down in batting. Link with Tez, link with C when I'm down in Jackson. Just got back overseas, I was the main attraction. This ain't them, this is me, so you know what's cracking. I mean, it's not even a doubt, you know what I'm about. Before I made it out, I said I've got to make it out, and I did. I did. I really did. Boy, M grads again, checking in. We got a very special guest, an LA legend, uh, a 12 year, 11, 12 year NBA vet, straight out of high school, my guy Darrell Wright. And, uh, Good. What's going on, Darrell? Right, I'm chilling, bro. What's up with you, man? Appreciate you having me. Oh man, thank you for coming on, bro. You yeah, know, yeah. thank you very much for coming on. Definitely got my boy Tony Parker in the building. Always, always rocking with Big Tone. What's up, gang? What's up, gang? Gang, gang. So yeah, we got Darrell on the show. I want to just you know let everybody know now. My uh, my young fella Darrell got a got the got a nice little gig coming up. Bro, why don't you tell everybody what you're doing? Just you know, we we tell everybody know. Man, I just signed a deal, you know, to do some commentating, some analyst stuff for uh, NBC Sports Bay Area, you know, talking pregame, halftime, and postgame for the Warriors. So something is, you know, definitely out of my comfort zone, something new for me. My first real job, I would say. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, salute to the Warriors, though, man, you know, showing love, though, because that was big time. For them to reach out because they didn't have to do that. It's a hundred pl- player, hundred different players they could have reached out to. So that just show you, you know, especially to the youngins, man, never burn those bridges. Always be professional because you Free never game. know. You know what I'm saying? Them relationships always come full circle, and it's always the people that you don't think that's watching you too. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's why it makes it even more dope, in my opinion. Free game, y'all. That's that's free game from a from a vet. Um, that's amazing though, D right? Like that's really amazing. Like I, I can't wait to well yeah. Now I gotta watch now I gotta watch Warriors games with a different uh with a different eye because I got the homie on there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we got a lot to talk about here though. First okay. of all, we want we want to give shouts out to your brother, you know, speak on that a little bit. Talk oh yeah, little bro in the in the NBA. And and hold on, before you say something, I just want to give props to him because the road he took. Man, was was a road that not everybody takes, right? And uh, because I remember, in, I remember, I first saw, I first saw Delon at the Hacks. Okay, he was probably gonna be in, man, tenth grade maybe. Okay, uh, he was working out with with Mayo, right? Yeah, and Mike Mayo, right? And it's just the people, the 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 reaction I, the people that I was with gave him. And to see him now, it's just like, it's just crazy because sometimes it's the guys that you, that people don't, don't even like think about, not think about, but like, you're just like, eh, I don't know. He's a late bloomer. I mean, I, that's I, a good word. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. just like, he, he went to junior college, you know, then he went to, then he went to Utah and he did his thing at Utah and, and now he's in the NBA. So just tell me, like, obviously he's a proud older brother, but like just the journey he took, you know, you want to speak on that. 
Yeah, hell yeah, man. Salute to DeLon, man. You know, the journey he did take is definitely one of those ones that a lot of dudes would have gave up and would have quit. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. And and not to mention, he went to prep school before he went to junior college. And like he was kind of in a scramble. He didn't know what he was going to do, where he was going to go. And I told him just to move down here to the Bay Area with me. And just so happened, I was in the weight room when uh, when the strength and conditioning coach John Murray for the Warriors was like, what's up with your brother? He just asked me randomly. I was like, man, you know what? You know any junior colleges out here that he could go to? You know, the, the who? He was like, yeah, you know, City College down in San Francisco. You know, they always been good. They they, they really known for their uh, football. They always been good in football. But basketball, you know, they do a, do a great job as well. So I'm like, cool, connect me. Talk to Coach Justin, like, man, my brother, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. He was like, just bring him down. We bring him down there. It was like, he was like, yeah, we, we got some room for him. He could, he could run with us. <laughs> and end up being the best decision he ever made, man, going down to City College, getting that opportunity to showcase his talent. You know, one of the number one junior colleges in California for those two years he was there. So it just happened Crazy. perfectly for him, man. So, and then, you know, going to Utah that, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. I wasn't, I wasn't down with the Utah decision. Him and him and Pops went down to the for the visit. And they committed on a visit. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? You supposed to all your visits. You know what I'm saying? You supposed to live. You supposed to, you know, enjoy all the experience. This is his first visit. You get five of them. Yeah, you got five visits. He only man. Hey, Dora, you get five of them. Bro, he did one visit, bro, and didn't even leave. Crazy. Yeah, the, the thing about him going to Utah was like we was we was watching film because I played at UCLA. We was watching film on Utah, and I'm like, he was like, all right. And then, I mean, I was like, he was like, real right? And he was like, but that's his brother because I'm from Atlanta, so I ain't know. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is he doing at Utah? They was like, I don't know. I'm like, how the hell did he not come to UCLA? So we watching <laughs> film. I'm like, oh, this nigga's so smart. Man. So we get in the game. We get in the game. And literally, I'm like, bro, this, this nigga finna be all defense. Like, every play we ran, he was always in the right position. Right. It was hard to screen him. It was hard to – he didn't turn the ball over. He won the Bob Cousy Award, I think, in 2015. That's the, the best yeah. point guard in the country. He right. was two-time defensive all-team. Uh, He was two-time all-team first for the Pac-12. I remember the line like the back of my hand because he used to make screens. <laughs> Right, he used right. to make screens, and as a big, you really got to pay attention to guards who are ball savvy and screens because they can make you look real stupid real quick. And he used to just the way they played with him, man, it was ridiculous. It wasn't like he was just at Utah and just lucked up in the NBA. Nah, he completely played his ass off in yeah, every stage. ESPN games, he played his ass. He whooped UCLA's ass plenty of times. It was so hard <laughs> to get wins up there. Man, it was just crazy, but I didn't even know he went to junior college because, you know, I went from L.A. I was just coming in. Right, right. But, man, he was, like, just to see him play the way he was playing at Utah, like, he a legend in the school. He probably he probably the best point guard to ever come out of there. He whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I love the line. But the line is up there. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But Andre Miller went there. That's all I'm saying. I oh, love okay. the line, yeah, and that's not, and that's not dis- that's not disrespecting the line. Right, so he's like, number two, but yeah. hey, he did win best point guard in the in and he won, he won best point guard ever. He won best point best player for a point guard that year though. So no, we can act like he ain't. 
I'm he not ain't number two. If he ain't number one, he number two. No, I'm not hating on Delon at all, but I'm just saying, like, you just got to know that Andre Miller. Dang, that's, Andre Miller. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he played yeah, with Key Van Horn. He played with Key Van Horn. So yeah. that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm just, I'm just. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to. Yeah, all I'm saying is your your little boys better go to UCLA. <laughs> you let. Hey, you know, hey, I'm more, you more. You know, I'm more of a, a USC fan. To be completely honest with you. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Man, um, University of South Central, bro. I can't even front on you right now, bro. We wearing different kicks at the game. Oh man, he's looking. Hey, 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 you Nike though. You want to roll with the winners? <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, it's looking nasty in Westwood right now. I don't even know. What uh, man, man, I got Thanks a question for you. When did you? When did you know that your little brother was gonna be a pro? Like, did it? Did, what did it hit you, or were you like, man? This is crazy. I was, I, I'm going to keep it real with you. I didn't know until that junior year when he got to Utah. I knew he was good enough. I knew he probably wasn't a first rounder. He was probably on the cusp. But I knew if he went another year, he could definitely be like a lottery pick. So that's definitely when I knew. I miss all the high school. I've never seen him play. And I always got to give credit to Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams used to always say when we played pickup that the line was going to be a pro. He was so cold. I just didn't see it. Not on, not because he was my little brother, but the fact that he didn't play like I played. You know, I was aggressive. I was poor. Like, you know what I mean? I had one-on-one game. He was more one of those glue guys that do everything. And I was like, yeah, I, I just don't really see him being a professional basketball player. Like, he go to college for sure, but the NBA, really don't see it. But M. Will used to be like, boy, you hating. He cold. That's crazy. Yeah. I always give M. Will his love because he called that from day one. That Delon was gonna be a pro. I got, I got, I got footage of Delon, of Delon, of all y'all. I think he was there too, D. Right at St. Bernard's with, with with Reggie when uh we played pickup. It was like you, man. It was it was how you had to be there because it was it was yeah. like Bobby M. Will your brother, uh the Hamiltons. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got that footage, man. We did one at Losinger too. Did you come to that? I don't know. I don't know, I mean, but I, I, I was at exact. Ex- I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I know yeah, about. I got all the LMU footage when we was yeah. there too. That's funny, lockout, hey, right? Huh? That was the lockout, right? Yep, the lockout got all that footage. And the funny this thing is, is, is that people don't remember D. Right that you led the led the NBA. This is what's funny. I want to talk about. You led the NBA in threes one season. How many did you have? Uh, I think 194, maybe. Come on, and, and now <laughs> step down near double that. He beat that by two hundred, but didn't he one season? Man, he yeah, his best. I think he did like four hundred nine or four twenty somewhere around there. That's crazy. He smacked my record all the way around. That's and crazy. I was I was averaging like eight threes a game that year, made or or shooting. Shooting, I shot eight a game out of like thirteen the fifteen shots I was getting. I shot eight a game. So that just let you know how he was shooting them joints at a high clip. I think Steph started averaging like 12 a game, something crazy like that. But he smacked my record all the way around. That mess stayed there for like a year and a half, a good year and a half. <laughs> After when I broke it, it was like since the 80s or something crazy. You know what I mean? Stat when I broke it. So it was crazy. That is crazy. Um, and and, and, and another thing, what it like – you went to prep school yourself, uh, D. Wright, and you would, then you went to you went to South Carolina, and then you went to the, uh, the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. You know, what, how many rings did you win? Uh, one ring in 06. Oh, yeah, that's right. You won the ring in 06. Yeah, um, like, why prep school? Like, like, do you think, like, how much do you think that helped you 
because you said, man, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to deal with college. Yeah. You know, uh, even going, even though it wasn't like public that I was going to go straight to the league, I knew I was going once before <laughs> I even got to prep school. Uh, my AU coach, Eric Harden from the Paladins was like, listen, bro, if you go to prep school, I'm telling you, you're going straight out of high school. And I didn't know what he was talking about. I told my parents of what he said and they thought he was crazy and like, really don't even listen to that BS. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know what he's talking about. And, you know, mind you, I was a baseball player growing up. So my parents knew nothing about AAU, nothing about basketball. Like everything that we did, it was they were learning stuff every day. And I'm talking about this is 11th, 12th grade. They didn't know anything about nothing other than talking to like a, a, a baseball scout. So um, when I went to prep, it just gave me that opportunity to mature as a player, as a person. Um, I was able to learn how to live on my own. So once I made that transition, a lot of things being a young adult, you know, it didn't phase me because I just did a whole year away from my family and friends, you know, basically living like an adult. Right. See, I was going to get to that. Okay. And a lot of people also don't know that you, that you play baseball and you were very, 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 very good. Yeah. Like you were a pro of baseball and, and sure. like, no, not even joking. And to go play bat, like, what made you? Because, like, what made you walk away from baseball? Because, like, you were a pro. There's no debate. Hey, you were man. a pro. I think. I think just the fact that all the love I was getting in basketball and just seeing myself transition so quick, like, just a quick story. Once I transferred from Washington Prep to losing your, you know, I was getting picked up and dropped off by the baseball coach. Like that was the agreement. Like I'm gonna come there, but. You know, my mom and dad work on the whole other side of the town. So you got to pick me up right? and I'll be there. So the first day of school, you know, he's showing me the school and the basketball coach just so happened to walk by. He's like, you want to meet the basketball coach? And at this point, they, I just got worked at Washington my 10th grade year. I was ineligible. I didn't I played <laughs> one game against Fairfax, Evan Burns, uh, B.J. Bell and uh, Craig Smith. I got like one minute. So after that, I was like, man, I'm off this. I'm off this whole situation. So when I got there, I'm like, I'm cool. So the coach told me to pull up to the pickup. Pull up to the pickup. I killed the whole pickup. I saw y'all playing. <laughs> That's kind of how it started. And then, you know, I started getting better and better. I started playing AAU at a high level. And then I was like, yo, I'm 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 rolling with hoops. And, you know, I kind of made the decision on my own. My parents was pissed off at me. Like, you don't make no decisions on your own like that. That was a big decision to tell a scout, like, you know, right. I'm playing basketball. I'm not playing baseball no more. It was like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I never right. knew that. What do you think yeah. about, like, kids starting to take your route now more often? Do you feel like you trailblazed it or did you like, did you know it was coming? Um, I, don't, I won't say I did it. I feel like it was a group of us. Um, yeah, true. You know, that, that that draft class in 04, I think it was nine of us that went in the first round in the top 20, and I was the last one at 19. So I feel like that group right there, you know, really set it off like, yo, it's, it's – it's really Who was your draft class? Remind me, 04. I'm trying to think. Uh, Dwight Howard, Sean oh, yeah, McClendon, yeah. Josh Smith, J.R. Smith. Sebastian Telfair, oh, Robert. Yeah, you went with a lot of Atlanta guys, the Celtics. Yeah. Al Jefferson. Yep. All those dudes. So wait, Al Jefferson was 18. Wasn't he picked right before you? Or was no, Al right before me was Josh Smith and before oh, him was right. 
Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Al was like eight, I eight. think. Yeah, he was eight. That's my bad. My bad, Al. My bad, he Al. You're a real OG. Wow. You really, you a real oh, OG. Yeah, that's what people you. don't understand. I, I, the first time I saw Darrell Wright was at Sano. Uh, he was driving. A, I, it's a legendary story. He's driving a red Ford Fairlane. I thought that was that was that was amazing because I'm like he's in the league, and he's driving a Ford Fairlane. I thought he'd be p- pulling up in a Mercedes or something. And he pulls up in a Ford Fairlane. I'm like, yo, that's a real wow. one right there. That's a real that's a real one right there. Hey, that's hella funny. I remember that man. That shit. The steering. The uh, steering wheel. What was it? The power steering. Wasn't no uh, power. Steering. That shit was so hard to uh, <laughs> wheel around. Whole arm workout. That's when say no. That's when say no was bigger than the Drew League. And was, man, that's people don't understand that the say no used to be. Right. Man, the say no used to be cracking at uh, West LA at West right. LA College, cracking. Then then it went to um to LA City, LA City. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's funny. That's the good old days, man. Those are that's good old good. days. They even but, had that tent that one year. Remember, it, Nike uh, had that tent. I think it was like in uh, Hollywood. Do you remember that? When they moved it to the Nike tent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that. That's that's yeah. That's crazy. I man, yeah. say no. That that just. I don't even think that's around anymore. Everybody just plays in the Drew League. Yeah, I think uh, they kind of gave gave guys a you know a choice. Like you got you got you can only play either or. So I think that's why it kind of fell off. Like I want to play in the Drew against the pro. I mean, yeah, everybody wanted to play in the Drew League. Right. The Drew League be cracking. But uh, so yeah, yeah so, t- so so so. So Darrell, tell me about tell me about what you think about the move of Russ going to uh to Washington. I like the it. Homie, the Brody. Yeah, I like it, man. I, I like him in situations with guys that that you know matches energy. And I think Brad Bill is one of those guys. Uh two-way player, unselfish. He he really showed me a lot this past year without having John Wall in the lineup. And I was I, I'm not gonna say I was surprised, but he did shock me with his playmaking abilities. We already knew he could score at a high level. We knew he could defend at a high level. We knew he had the athleticism, but I just didn't know he could be a playmaker like that. And I think that kind of like brought his whole game together. Like now he's gonna be now he's gonna be one of those guys we're looking to this year. Like yo, okay, we want to see now. Now you got a healthy team around you, some okay pieces. I think they got some good good pieces, but they they definitely need a few more guys to get over the hump in the East. But I'm I'm definitely excited to see. Russ in Washington and, and doing this thing with Brad, and uh, yeah, I'm just excited for him. I, man. Think, I think that's gonna be, I think that's gonna be much better than what people are 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 giving it credit for. I don't understand all the the hate for Russ. Uh, they call him a stab pattern. All, I just don't, I just don't get it. Like they were mad at him. He, it's 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 funny because they used to pray when Oscar Robertson did it. They and Magic Johnson were doing it. Jason Kidd, they were praising it like it's the Holy Grail. And right. then, and then you know, LeBron was getting them, and then Grant Hill, all them. But when he averaged for the season, it, it, or how many seasons in a row did he do it? Like two or three, two, and two or three two seasons. Yeah, two and it's like, <clears throat> and now it's like they got mad and they call him a stat pattern and all the other stuff. And it's not, it's it's not attacking the, the the dude in Dallas. But when DeAndre Jordan got a rebound, he got traded. So I'm just saying, it's like. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't get. I think- yeah, I don't, Grass, I don't get why. I think, go ahead, Grass. I think what it is is the way Russ did it. Um, Russ is like a he's an edgy guy, like he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. So, you know, what I'm saying 
I don't think we've seen somebody play that hard every, every game. night and be Man. every game, every night and be that successful in people's faces, pumping his chest like I'm Russell Westbrook. Who the f is you? Like you know what I'm saying? And people took offense to that and made right. it seem like like he was just this cocky asshole when really he just really loves basketball and he really wants to win. And that's his way of expressing his love for the game is he plays hard as hell. So people people tweet that into, oh, he has an attitude and KD left because he don't know how to play and he's wild. And, you know, when it's, when it's really is, this guy just really plays hard. He, when he lights these hoes up, he lacing them up. And I, I feel like people misconstrued that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I really like Washington for Russ because right. first off, he's in the East. A lot of these Eastern guards ain't seen Russ this often. I know they have because he's been on the West right. his whole career. And right. then you got Brad Bill, who's also a dog. And and, and, and if and do Russ gets, you know, Russ gets into Russ mode, like Brad Bill can be the calm to the storm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like it's exactly. a it's a great it's, yeah, it it's won't a, be great, no a great play. Yeah. And that makes them like people be talking crazy, but that makes them a legit playoff team. They got two all-star guards who can play at a high level and they're going to beat a lot of people. And I, but you know, the Russ hate, it just comes with his mentality and his attitude. Yeah. And being an underdog, that's the kind of, I think that's the, the, I, man, the attitude he, he brings. You just think about all the underdogs though, in the league though, Fred Farnley, a Pat Beverly, just think of how they carry themselves. A CJ McCollum, a Dane, like people think they're arrogant and cocky because they carry themselves like, y'all, you've been counting me out for so long now. You know, I'm tired of being humble, basically. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think I think definitely Russ definitely gets that rap. And exactly. they're they not understanding that's just that underdog mentality. Exactly, because people understand Russ. I think I think Dave Tellup was the only one who had him ranked in the um yeah in the top top he one was. top 100. Uh, yeah. There's a guy, somebody, some some quote unquote scout. Out here said that I think his name is not to throw him under the bus. I think his name is Jeremy Anderson or somebody or something like I forgot who else they another guard they had and they were like I don't know why Russell Westbrook is going there. They already got Jeremy Anderson or whatever. And I'm just like or whatever the guy's name was. I'm not trying to throw Jeremy Anderson under the bus. I'm just saying it's just like Russell went there and his freshman year he played a lot. And I, I was at UCLA. I, I was at UCLA those years. Like I was there when Kevin Love stepped on campus for the first time. Okay, like I was there. Russ walked in his sophomore year, and I saw him, and I was like, "Yeah, he's he's gone. There's yeah. there's no way he's coming back." And then I watched him scrimmage, no way. and and this is when the the the, the, you, the they had the people watching, so this this the pros couldn't play with the NBA players at this time uh, because the school was in session, quote unquote. Um, what he was doing in the pickup games, Kevin Love was there too, but what he was doing, it was just like you did you knew Kevin Love was there, but you all all your all attention was on Russell Westbrook. And from the and then he went number four. People don't remember ahead of Kevin Love. Um, and it was just like it when you saw him then, you just knew. And he's yeah. been doing it ever since. And it's like he got MVP. People got mad at that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I just I think that I know Brad, that's my guy. I think Brad and Russ are gonna work out very, very well. For sure. Like, and it's not it's not nothing it's not a knock against John because people think people think that Brad and John 
had had beef and they they re- they didn't at all. Like John yeah. and Brad, like it was a real brotherhood. But it's just like 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 all good things. You know, like sometimes it just you know, it's business, man. Yeah, it's business. It's nothing personal. It's just it's just how it, it's just how it goes. Sometimes it's like you know, like the 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 tide shifted to the younger player. And it's, it's, I mean, it's it's not a knock on John. He's still a great player, you know, and he's been as he's been shown, he's been working out. But I just think that Russ and, and Brad are going to be a dynamic duo. Yeah, for sure. I like them too. Because Russ is not um, trying to. What? What's up, Tony? Hey, Darrell, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the media and and it's and that it confuses casual fans. I think the media tries to pit players against each other when players right. aren't seeing eye to eye with the front office. Right. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I think like, and that's Brad and John is a, a prime example of that. I don't think Brad ever felt no ill will towards John, even yeah. though the media tried to betray it that way. I feel like his beef was with Brad. I feel like John beef or his discrepancy was with the front office. Right. And that's understandable. But like, I hate that they try to pick two players against each other to, create these narratives when that's not even what it is. And they do it so often. And sometimes players fall into it. And right. uh, the, the the one relationship I hope doesn't get caught up in that because they really pushing it is the Joel and B. Ben oh, Simmons I was just about to say, I was just yeah. about to say that. I was like, just I hate, about to say I hate, that. like, you know, you got two young players trying to figure themselves out. You got the B right. putting agendas on them hard and fans falling right into it and it's just that, like, i know it's exhausting for those guys for sure and i salute the guys well i salute both because at the end of the day when those guys go home and lay down they know the real you know what i mean their teammates know the real because they're with them on on a regular base so uh when you see you know people media you know start putting stuff out there for those clicks and get that traffic to their page because it's probably nothing going on especially right now shit it, that's the only way the media is going to survive by creating stories so exactly uh, you know i seen joel and b came came out not too long ago and cleared it up like it's not that so a guy like russ going back to him he don't really address stuff unless the camera's in his face he's not going to go out and tweet you know he ended up commenting uh under something or or said something about the james situation it's like these are two dudes that grew up together you know what i mean it wasn't no beef it's just once again it's business yeah you know? exactly yeah. And, some, and sometimes two pieces don't work it's not like it's part it just hey it just didn't work right you know? like right. we we grew up together but it, it's just exactly what tony's saying they're trying to pay they're trying to like click clickbait trying to paint a narrative trying to trying to get eyes to views and everything um and then when the guys like Joe, like you said, Joel comes out and says something, then you got people saying, oh, he's just doing that because the team told him to. So it doesn't look like, you know, they don't like each other that, you know, just to keep it, the, keep the peace or whatever. Right. That's the same. Don't tell players that though. That's the thing. You know, nobody in the PR going to tell you what to say. That's <laughs> your say, say that again to say that again, Joel, so they can hear you say that again. I said the people, the, the teams don't tell players what to say. The player. Can, can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Uh, and I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to, but can you imagine uh, uh, one of somebody from the PR team coming to uh, hey Darrell, uh, hi, how you doing? Yeah, can you say that? Uh, hey, can you say that? You, you know, we're friends because you know we don't want to have a beef going. Uh, you know, like what, what would you say to that? I'm gonna uh, just enter the swaggy P uh, meme 
when he looking at him. Oh, like, uh, shout out Cassie Athena. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What? No. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The media is definitely, I mean, the PR, the team, you know, PR is definitely not coming to you saying that. If anything, they're just going to give you a heads up before you address the media like, yo, this is being said so you can have your mind made up about what you want to talk about instead of getting hit off guard. Like we seen with DeMarcus Cousins when he got traded. You know what I mean? That was dirty. Somebody should have said something to him before. Right. Him. Yeah. I mean, he's scared, you know, it made him look like, look crazy. You know what I'm saying? So that's what the team media is there for. Just to, you know, let you know what's going on, prep you before you go talk and things like that. So they, they're not, they're definitely not telling you to say, well, hey, Y and Z or whatever. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, cause I know, I know some guys in the media, so I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them credit. There's a lot of things that they just, that they can't say. No, for sure. And there's, and, 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 and there's a lot of things that they see mm-hmm. and hear just like, like, you know, Darrell, just being around, they hear right. and see not everything, not everything, but they hear and see some things. And obviously they know everybody. They know the front office. Well, some of them do. They have really good relationships with the front office and people within the team. So sometimes they hear the rumors and they can't confirm unless it's just to the point where, it's just obvious, but like sometimes they the, the stories and their reporting they build it up just like you guys have been saying, and it's just like, but like how with, with I mean Darrell, there was no like Instagram. I didn't, Instagram was Instagram even around when you were and and that, this is gonna man make you sound like you you fifty, but it's like was Instagram around when you when you first came in the league? No, it was hell. a MySpace. It was MySpace it was and Facebook. Just was a baby, right? Yeah, I was still heavy on MySpace. People getting mad at me because they wasn't in my top eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they don't know about that, bro. They don't know about the top eight. And that's that's hard to even think about, like thinking about like like NBA players on MySpace. Man, like that's crazy, crazy right? to think about. We was on MySpace in like middle school or like right, elementary man. school, like, and you and got an NBA players so they chipping on my top eight. Woo! MySpace was low key hotter than Instagram, but but. For getting banged up, your top eight could tell a whole lot. Oh, and a whole lot. Man. Hey, before that, in the high school, we used to be on Black Planet. That was the that was the site. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Black yeah. Black Planet. Yeah. 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 Shout crazy. out KD. Yeah. <laughs> That's Black funny. Planet is hilarious. Now, nah, so what I'm saying is like, okay, with all that, like it wasn't as crazy like like that with uh when you were out because when you were when you first got in the league, right. Um, and then with the obviously with the uh the rise of social media, like nowadays, like I mean, they all follow they're all on Instagram. I mean, Instagram is the is the is the drug, right? You know, and they all want to be like get the most likes and everything, but like they also see the stories and the stuff. It's like it's kind of hard to even if it's not true, you keep on seeing it, you know, but you don't want to but you don't want to confront the person. I mean, I don't know, like. Can speak on the culture a little bit of just how like with when you first got in the league, how things were handled, like if there was a discrepancy between teammates to now, like what well, well, keep it all the way, always keep it all the way a hundred thousand. Uh, I play for the best organization, you know, I, my, the organization I played for for the first six years of my career was number one. You know what I'm saying? What keeping in-house stuff in-house. Uh, it really- it wasn't five or six people that you answer to or you talk to. It was one person you address. If you got a problem, if something ain't going right, it's Pat Riley. 
And right. that's what it was. It wasn't no like, yo, I'm gonna say this or this period. You couldn't start no rumors because we it nipped everything in the bud so quick in Miami. And uh, once I went to other places, you know, you 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 hear little stuff, you know, getting out, maybe an incident or whatever. But when I was in Miami, stuff was just so so sealed and so so tight over there, where you it'd be it'd be hard for you to find out anything that was going on in house because, like I said, it was only one person. That you right. answer to one person you're talking to about whatever the situation may be. And that person yeah. definitely not going to the media like, oh, well, you know, no. Right. It was handled. That's it. Right. I mean, well, well, Pat Riley, we all know he's on some mafia shit. Like, that's Godfather shit. Like, ain't nothing right. that ain't nothing leaving the family. Nobody, not you know, that's family. not leaving. That's not getting out. We we know that. And right. it's just like, <clears throat> I mean, with the internet and all these these sites, it's just like you just see so much different stuff. Right. It's like, but like I was saying, like, just, yeah, speak more on that because it's like, nowadays it's like, I don't, just the socialization between players when there is a problem. Right. I don't think it's, a, it's not addressed between them how it should be. Yeah. You know, it's just a new day now, man. Guys aren't really, you know, going to break bread and, and, and talk it over. You know, majority of the time teams I've been on, even, you know, with the text message show I have, and we talked about uh, in my interview with Shaq about the incident we had. Nobody never knew that until he brought it up. And when I was talking to the Players' Tribune about bringing this story up, I was like, I, I do have a great story. I know that it go crazy, but I don't want to bring it up because I don't know how, you know, the big fella feel about me bringing that story up. You know what I'm saying? And he ended up bringing the story up. And, you know, it go viral because the media twists the whole – all the media had to do was read what the damn word said. It said, I asked Shaq, what was your favorite moment as us being teammates? It didn't, I didn't say, what was your favorite moment being a Miami Heat player? And that's what they created the narrative of, you know? But just little things like that that they just blew out of proportion that went viral. They switched and twisted all the words up. But that just showed, shows you nowadays how easy it is. Like, like Jack McClinton quoted People like what they see, not what they know. So if I keep seeing the BS and I start believing that because exactly. I keep seeing it, I don't keep know, seeing it. but I see it. So I'm like, yo, that's true. It's like your focus. Bleacher Report or Blase Blase. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They said it. So it's got to be true. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's just like focus. They keep on putting numbers and things in front of you that, and then you just, you just don't even know why you see it or believe it. But it's because you, I mean, you don't believe it all of a sudden because you've seen it so much. Facts and and just to piggyback so that we squashed that you know right then and there because we were men about it you know what I'm saying even though I was younger but I had to grow up quick we squashed it and that's what it was you never heard nothing of it until it he he said what he said on on the show that's crazy yeah I did I didn't see that that show but we want to elaborate on Shaq what what happened D right oh so incident we played Cleveland on Christmas. And, uh, you know, obviously at this point, I'm guarding the best player because I'm the young buck. So I got to go bar- guard the best player. So I'm starting at this point and I'm guarding Braun. Uh, it's a high pick and roll. Braun <laughs> goes downhill. We know Shaq wasn't showing. Shaq used to be like, you know, like a, what we call that? Like a, um, whatever it was, it wasn't a show. You know, he'd be, right. you know, just high on the pick and roll and let Hedging. Over. Hedging. There yeah. you go. So, you know, I'm on Braun hip. He's going away from the basket 
Shaq comes over and like you know give him a hit. You know, yeah. When when he when he ain't getting yeah. Whole body and yeah, yeah, right? exactly. so that you know, and he go to free throw line and he come out the game because that's his third foul, I think. And I come out the game too. So we sitting on the bench. He's like, guard your fucking man. I'm like, I'm like, big fella, I had him contained. He was like, guard your fucking man. I'm like, bro, I had him contained. He said, you know what? That's your that's your problem. You don't listen. Young motherfucker, you know, he just going <laughs> off on me. You know, being me, I'm like. Man, whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. No pump. So that happened. Game, we, you know, we finished the game. I think we lost that game. We go in the locker room. You know, they he he getting the he in the shower way before me, him and Udonis, I think, and there's a few other players. I'm walking to the shower with my towel on, like, you know, <laughs> we whatever, ain't nobody talking. I just get snuffed out of nowhere by Shaq. So as soon as he hit me, mind you, I still have my towel on. He they've been in the shower already. Soon as he did that, I'm about to come over the top with my with my soap. I got the little maybe dove or whatever I have. <laughs> Personal draw. I'm about to come over the top with the soap because I'm like, dog, what do I do to this big motherfucker that just hit me? I can't right, it's Shaq, I can't square up with him because I'm, I'm gonna lose. So I gotta hit him with something that he's gonna feel it, right? <laughs> like this, you DJs jump in the middle, like, man, what y'all doing, man? Y'all boys tripping this and that. So uh that that was that was a wow story. and by the time i got to the bus i was so upset bro i was so mad at the big <laughs> i wanted to kill him because he he caught me slipping right so what by the time i got to the bus you know he apologized like yo man you know i, I apologize man i wasn't right for that whatever whatever and, and that's, that's what it was but that, that that's how it he was punched you while you was naked he didn't no. punch you. he was like he was like kind of Tony, come on. We don't we don't need visuals, Tony. Come on, bro. Yeah. That 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 is like y'all, a, a y'all, movie he, from couldn't, the he couldn't have like got the fair one when y'all got dressed. Check on bullshit. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, Darrell. He on bullshit. He was on he bullshit. Was, I mean, he did that because he knew nobody could see. He knew no cameras would be in there. That's why he that's why he did that's like a jailhouse scene, though. Like on right. some real shit. That's like a jailhouse scene. Like that's the stuff nobody knows about. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, <laughs> to talk about to talk. To talk about like the difference in confrontation, another thing too we gotta look at too is, is when Darrell was in the NBA, it's a totally different type of group of players now. Yes. It's not the same type of players, so that's yeah. why I feel like the 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 relationships are a bit weird. Is because mm-hmm. I feel like more in Darrell's time it was like, bro, if you got a problem, what's up? Where now yeah. it's like. I don't like him, so I'm gonna talk to this dude in the corner, and man, we still on the same thing. Where like, you know, what I'm saying like, it was different. Like, you know, what I mean, it's different when you come to locker room, Tony. I look at you like, hey, bro, he got a problem with you. Let's let's figure this out. Like, you know, what yeah. I'm saying like, I don't feel like that's the same energy now. And if it is, it's just like certain, you know, rare type of players. Maybe a Rondo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, in the, in the real time, it was a lot of them. Like, y'all had a locker room full of Udonis Haslam. Like, right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it was, you know what I mean? So that's why the confrontation was different because it was more of a code and it was because y'all was coming from different type of lifestyles where now it's like, you know. Competitive too, bro. We was competitive. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not trying to diss the young young era, but I don't see that same competitive nature no more. Like, I know guys are getting paid well and stuff like that, but I just don't see that same dog out of guys, even when they do get their bread. We've seen a lot of guys get their money and they just lay down. 
You know, they they satisfy with that. It, winning don't matter. You know what I mean? You just see it in their body language. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody does that because some guys get their money and then they go to situations uh, that it just don't work out for them. You know, but we were just so competitive and we wanted it so bad. This is a good team I'm talking about. I ain't talking about no sorry team. So, you know what I mean? We, we're trying to win every game. We're trying to get right. back to we we were a year ago. So, Right. Like that type of stuff happens on a good team. That's when you hear all the stuff in, in, in Golden State. Do I know exactly what happened? No, but I know they got into it. But do that make sense when you're on a good team? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense when guys are getting into it and bumping heads. That's usually what happens when it's a bunch of alpha males in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. And there's a bunch of alpha males on that Miami team. Facts. <laughs> that 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 is that is for sure. Yeah. Um, that, like that's 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 crazy and um yeah that i mean the to speak on that more d right because like i, I don't i don't want definitely don't want you to sound like this is a get off my lawn type of thing but right. when you said about the the competitive drive between the guys the the the, the players now it, well <clears throat> i mean there are guys that you got drafted that we were in your draft class that you didn't play against right Right, like in high, even in high school, even the high school kids, right? There were guys that you didn't play against, right? Right, I never. You talking about like, before, like, like, yeah, before the draft, like there were guys yeah. like when you were in high school, you didn't play against the White Howard, or you didn't play against. See, well, like I played against those guys in big time, so that was different. That's kind of how I got to where I was. I, I played against all the best competition and did well. So that don't happen. That's not common no more. Right. Well, I'm just saying, like nowadays, these guys. I mean, with dude. Like, I, like with the way Instagram and because like I'll put it to you when I was at Nike camp, right? My really good like I became really close friends with Ronnie Fields, right? Oh, yeah. From Chicago, yeah, that Ronnie Fields from Chicago. Like we were boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like we we didn't. And oh, man, I put I'm really old, but like we didn't have cell phones and shit like that. So like we couldn't stay in touch. And like it's Ronnie Fields, he's never gonna be at home, right? Right? You, you know what I'm saying? He gave me the number because I called him one time and he he did answer. But it's just like there was no like there was no other way to keep in touch with them. So it's right. like we lost we I lost touch with them, you know. And it's just like um, uh, nowadays guys don't lose touch. Yeah, you know. And then the EYBL like the only time when I was growing up, the only time I we, I would see like I saw Shane Battier and and Elton Brandt. Well, I saw Elton because he played at Riverside Church, but like Shane Battier, I never heard. I mean, I heard of him, but I never seen him until right. Nike camp. You know, like there was no way of seeing these guys. Like who else? Tr like Tracy, I never played against Tracy McGrady in high school because right. he because he, he didn't go to Nike camp. Right. You know, exactly. He went to he went to Adidas. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's crazy because like they, Sonny Vaccaro was having a war with Nike back then, and he mm -hmm. wouldn't and he had Adidas camp the same time as Nike camp, and you right. couldn't go to both. You know, because because they used to have it where a day uh, Adidas was, was cool, and they and they move it three days after Nike camp. So guys would leave Nike camp early and that pissed Nike camp off. It was the shoe wars were crazy back then. They still are right. crazy today, but it's just like even if you play in different circuits, you still know the guys because there'll be a camp, like a USA camp, that everybody goes to. You know, I mean Tony could obviously speak on this better than I can, but I'm just saying like the but the, I'm saying like I didn't see the players, the guys that like who else? Like Eric Bark, well, no, he played Riverside Church, damn and we used to see him all the time. But like okay, Luke Recker. Went to Indiana, like okay. he was top, top whatever. Kenny Gregory, same thing. Like I didn't see Kenny Gregory till to my senior year. Going to my senior, we that's when we played him. But like before that, like nowadays, all these guys know each other. They're all right. homies. 
and then it carries over to get to the NBA. Then they're like, man, we all like they kind of like grew up together. Facts. You know, all over the country, and they stayed in touch. So it's just like, I mean, I don't know. That's that's just what I think about it. Yeah. About the the new gen the new generation, but uh, yeah. I mean, it, that's true. And the game is so much. Another thing, too, Brad, is like. Another thing, too, is I was class of 2012. You know, we was cool, but we wasn't like how these dudes is now. But I feel like with like social media and like Instagram and stuff, like it really changes the way like these dudes interact. Like with us, like Kyle was my dog, but he lived in New Jersey. If we played the players, I was trying to cook Kyle. We were right. trying to kill him. Like right. uh, Shaq Goodman was a McDonald's. He was right down the street at uh at um at Southwest High School. Like, you know what I'm saying? We selling our games. Me and Shaq was cool, but I'm still trying to kill him. Like, I feel yeah. like with with Instagram now is in these different social media sites, is these dudes interact so different. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's always cameras like with us it was a lot of cameras like you know grass mcdonald's game and all that we had a lot of yeah, cameras yeah. but now oh it's completely different yeah. like you these kids can't even go to the gym and shoot man. without somebody no. trying to record these things go to the gym in full outfits i was picking man. out hell i didn't even know my t-shirt was clean sometimes i was going to the gym. you got these young <laughs> dudes now they putting on full outfits the and whole it's crazy too. Just like, like it's just different so it's, it's just crazy. a lot more that go into that go into the game, whereas, you know, it ain't as rugged as it used to be and the way the NBA is turning the tide is just the competitiveness. A lot of that takes away from the competitiveness of really trying to kill somebody. Like, it's it's different when you see this man hitting you on text and DM every day than when you see him once or twice at a venue and at a camp. And when you see him, you know it's time to cook him. Like, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's hard. I don't, I don't know. Like, you're going to have some kids who really channel that, but it's going to be hard for a lot of the young dudes to get that get that mode to be like, a lot of them are not going to get it until they get to the NBA. That's why I think this G League thing is real important because they get to see an array of guys who really trying to knock their head off because right. they know who they are Man. and they are. Whereas very- in high school and, like, in college, it's more of a, oh, my God, like, yeah, I played against him. Whereas the G League, you know, they trying to eat, too. You know what I'm saying? It's a nigga on your team making 14 k a year. Like, he, he trying to kill you. Exactly. Like, that's why I really like the, uh, the, the the year of the G League for some of these young guys because that competitiveness will bring something to them that will be different than a lot of the classes in that, in that, middle, that middle area, I feel. No, nah, you're right, and it's it's crazy. Hey, you graduated in 2012, Tony. It's crazy Tony. you mentioned Sonny Vaccaro. We in New York, finna play in that big, uh, you know, the UCLA versus Kentucky, and then Kentucky versus North Carolina. Yeah. You know that big game, Ohio State. Yeah. You know, it's in the, it's in Brooklyn. Maybe yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was there. You know what I'm talking what, about? Your freshman year, college game every year. Your freshman year. I ain't gonna year? say his name, but one of our players look in the stands, and he sees Sonny Vaccaro. No, fuck it. Zola Bowden saw Sonny Vaccaro in the stands. And he looks at me with a straight face and goes, is that John Wooden? I'm saying, no. Ain't no way. You at UCLA, bro. You think 
Sonny Vaccaro is John Wooden, dog. I, oh, I completely crazy. lost it, bro. I lost it. I was like, That's crazy. Oh, speaking of, okay, dog, thank it you, It was Tony. one of those moments, bro. I was in tears at practice, bro. Like, I looked at Coach Alfred like, you got to hold this up. This man thought he was Sonny Vaccaro. I mean, he thought Sonny Vaccaro was John Wooden, dog. That's crazy. Now, nah, but speaking about that, Tony, I'm glad you said. Let me segue yeah, into that. That was, that was a crazy year. With all the social media, D. Right, these guys not a lot of these guys don't know or don't respect the history of the game. Right, right. Do you think that is a problem with 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 how the game is played today? And I'm not saying they're being disrespectful. Okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm yeah, just saying, even, my bad to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, I can't even fault them because like. To be completely honest, I didn't know a lot of NBA players, you know, because I was a baseball player. You name, you want me to name to you, you know, a few guys that you know hit home runs and 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 stole bases. I could name all those guys. So it's not even it's not even crazy to me that most of these guys don't know kids or know know the guys that came before them. So um, I, I wouldn't say it's disrespectful uh-huh. if I'm. Weirdo, and now how I, how I am now, I'm just a basketball junkie, you know? So uh, I know everybody, and these kids don't be knowing people. Even starting with my son, people he should know. <laughs> how long? You don't know, you don't, because I just asked, I was showing him some movies. I was working, training him and the boy. I'm like, yeah, this is what Rip Hamilton did. Then I was uh-huh. like, y'all know who Rip Hamilton is? And my That's son, crazy. Was like, I think I do. I'm like, man, come on, dude. I'm like, That's crazy. Over, but I can't fault them though. I can't fault them. Yeah, no, I know. Um, that yeah, that's that's crazy. But I mean, your son's. I mean, he's 12, and it's like, I'm obviously, I'm sure you're going to teach him. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you're going to teach him all all that stuff about all those players because I mean, you you played. But uh, I mean, it's just crazy to see because like, with I mean, they have YouTube and everything like. It, uh, I just don't get the 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 arguments of like just because they don't they didn't see certain players they ain't rolling right but obviously there's certain guys like Kobe and then even with Jordan how they try they just disrespect the God so much and though he played against plumbers and just people who who never played basketball don't know anything about it just saying it because LeBron is their favorite or right. Kobe was their favorite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know because you know obviously Kobe Bryant had fans people just I used to get in arguing with the Laker fans about stuff, and they'd be like, "Like, I remember one time I was talking to my guy, one of my friend of mine, and he 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 loves the Lakers. He loves basketball. He knows what he's talking about." Uh-huh. And then one day he says to me, "Man, he goes, oh, no, sorry, he goes, uh, man, hey, uh, Marcus, you know that Chris Bosh guy is really fucking good. I had no idea." And I was like, "When he's hey, in Tor- when he's in Toronto too, I was just like, top five. <sighs> I know, but I'm saying like those are the kind of people who get on Twitter and say that they're experts, but right. say some dumb shit like, um, "I didn't know Chris Bosh was that good," and it's right. just like it, it's mind-boggling. It really is. Um, yeah, it's crazy the people that we uh, have talking basketball, writing basketball. We need to keep more people in basketball that's played the game. From, yeah. from, from the writers to the coaching to the training to everything because I see so many kids, especially now, you know, having an AAU program and working with, you know, a lot of elite kids at 12 years old, which is crazy to even say. Uh-huh. But just them 
skipping steps. Like they can do all the dribble moves. They could do anything Kyrie do. But if I tell them to do an L cut to a triple threat, rip through baseline, they're going to be like, wait, what? Can you show me? But right. They're in and out between, behind the back, fade away three. You know what I mean? So it ain't going nowhere, and the ball ain't going in. Right on everything, but it looked cool. It, that's what I'm saying. And you, then you see the guys in the game. It's like the, it. Only certain players are doing that. Yeah, okay. Right. And if you watch Kyrie doing it, he's doing it because he he obviously he can. He's got a crazy handle, but he's yeah. doing it to get out of situations. He's doing it cre- to create space. Right. But he's is, also mastered the fundamentals too. Just like a, say that again. Say that again. I, I, so they can hear it. They mastered the fundamentals of the there game. They start doing that. They didn't just mm-hmm. pick up a ball and just start doing that. They had mm-hmm. to master the fundamentals part and learn, you know, balance and and all that stuff and the important stuff. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Oh man. Okay. We got to talk about it. Nate Robinson. How about you, first of all, I know he got the bag for that, so I'm not even mad. Okay. Yeah, he definitely cashed out. He definitely got the bag because, like, Jake Paul make a lot of money. Right. Um, hey, it's crazy. Darrell, you was talking about how they don't know terminology. Bruh, I went to, like, my homie was coaching at, like, a high school, and he was like, can you help me because I'm this UCLA cut. When we kick oh, it yeah. to the wing, Tony they're just trapping us. And I'm like, all right, like, why don't you just tell them to slip it or just – he was like, just pull up the practice and see, tell me what you see. So I pull up to the practice. They go through the UCLA cut, and they just do the same thing absolutely every time. So I say, this time, when you go through the UCLA cut, just pass it to the big at the high post, then go into the DHO. And right. everybody looked at me and was like, what's the DHO? <laughs> and I was like – Yeah. Looking around like, bro, y'all teaching kids basketball? And y'all, Ooh. he don't know what a DHO is. Don't know what a it DHO is. Like to me, I just couldn't believe it. Or or B O B. Who's Bob? Like Bob. I remember every, I remember my first time seeing a uh, scouting report and seeing the BOB. I was like, Bob. Who the fuck? Who's Bob? They ba- oh baseline out of bounds. Got it. Yeah, they don't know about none of that shit, bro. That, that's no. that's that's funny. Sorry, but it's all good. Tony's having technical problems, people. That's why he that's why he cut cut in about that uh, the Nate Robinson thing. So talk to me about that real quick. Uh, um, D. Right yeah. back to that. Back to that. So well, yeah, go ahead. Actually, now you know you know Nate better than anybody. Well, right. better than I do. A lot better than I do. Obviously, um, what, what 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 was what was your thought about that? Um, you know, I, I feel like that that took a lot of guts. That took a lot of courage. You know, not only to just go you know, fight, but just to prepare like a boxer. You know what I mean? Like I know for for sure that he was doing two, three a days to prepare himself. And it was definitely something out of his comfort zone, some out of his element, but he was trying to prove to a lot of people and not only to, to, to the people itself that he's one of the best athletes that has ever walked the planet. And that's a fan. People yeah. don't understand that. People yeah, that, do not understand that. Yeah, that's a fact. He's one of the best athletes the game has ever seen. You know, somebody that played at a high level with two sports. We talking about Division One football, not only you. Division One basketball, at a small size, a five at five nine. Like, come right, on, right, so, right. My thought on it is just, you know, um, it was crazy. You know, I wasn't expecting to see that. I felt bad for my friend, but at the same time, you know, I respect him because I don't even think I had the guts to go, you know, box somebody that's 
preparing and trying to train to be a professional boxer or anything like that. So I, I got yeah, more respect for him than, you know, relax, you know. Um, you know, I know a lot of people found an opportunity to, you know, try to roast him. I mean, you know, but, come on, you knew that the, the jokes is going to fly. Like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. And, and we all know yeah. uh, uh, Nate is a troll as well. Like, that's what he does. Like, he makes fun of people. Yeah, you know, exactly. Time, but not in a bad way, you know, so. No, no I mean, if, if he was hurt or what he didn't get, like, people, the jokes wouldn't be flying. But, like, right, he, got, right. he was cool. It was just like, all right, well, these jokes are going to fly. And it's not, it's not, I mean, I, I thought it was, I thought it was funny, but, like, in the terms of fighting, like like, don't run up on Nate. Please don't run up on Nate. Rob's oh, thinking, yeah. thinking that's sweet. Please, please yeah, don't let that. Boxing is two different things. Yeah, so. please don't let that 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 fight even <laughs> think, have you give you any notion that you will see him, and it and it's sweet because it's right. definitely not. Don't 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 get it twisted on that one. That's all I got to say right. about that. It's just it's just. I mean, hey, I know he got the bag. Is Jake Paul making? Stupid money from YouTube and whatever else he's a million other things he's probably involved in, you know. So it's like and Nate Robinson ain't doing that for free. Yeah, and I, and I spoke to him like the day after, you know. I kind of gave him a little day, to, you know, get his thoughts together and stuff like that. I know everybody was probably hitting him. I know it was just right. overwhelming, and he was in good spirits. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like I said, I can only respect his decision to even do that. And I think. Yeah, he definitely showed that even though, you know, it didn't go in his favor, he showed people that he's a world-class athlete and, you know, I could get in shape for whatever, you know, outside of my comfort zone, I'm going to work. Because that that must take a real, real heavy mental to even try to get, try to be a boxer. If anybody ever trained, you know, did any type of sparring, any type of boxing workout, that mess is not easy at all. Right. That I know that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. I mean, right. what do you both say now? People, are, what do you think about Floyd Mayweather fighting Jake's brother? They're not—he's not fighting Jake, people. Right. He, he's fighting his brother Logan. What do you? Probably, <laughs> I don't like that. Just being a sport of, of boxing, and you know, we just look at Mayweather. Well, I look at Mayweather in a different category than a lot of people because he's one of the only undefeated um, boxers out there. You know, he come from where I come from. Uh, he's def- he's beat so many different odds. So, like when you on that type of level, I feel like you know certain fights should be like off limits. But I understand he's a businessman. He's a smart businessman, right? From what I know, you know what I'm saying. So, right, you never know the motive behind it. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he's gonna get a a, hel- a healthy bag. Oh come on, you know what I'm saying. So it's like, how can I be mad at somebody that's supporting their family? But my thing is like Floyd Mayweather is looking at his businessman, like you said. I just think that like exhibition fights are like just this is just like him fighting Conor McGregor. Yeah, you know, yeah. like no disrespect to Conor McGregor, comparing him to Logan Paul. I'm, I, that, okay, just in case Conor McGregor's people are listening to this, <laughs> I just want to, to them to know that it was not you know, comparison. I'm just saying that it's a similar fight. Not this, not the person, the, the the exhibitionism of it. There you go. Right, the, right. The, the yeah, the showmanship of it. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's crazy. That that is crazy. What what do you think? Who do you think's gonna win it this year? Because especially with what happened with Clay, man. man I don't know. Bro. I, I, right now, how I'm looking at, I, I got the Lakers going back to back. It's just like. Not only do they have the same team, they just reloaded. They added some pieces that I feel like maybe 
could uh, fill some voids. You know, that might be a little more consistent, um, a little bit younger, uh, a little more active. You know what I mean? So I, I really like what they're doing. It's kind of hard to bet against LeBron, bro. Every year, I don't care how old he is, what year he is. That's uh, what I'm saying. IQ, you can never beat. You know what I mean? Team first guy, you can never beat because he's going to put the players around him in position to be successful, and he's going to feed off of that. So, And I like the fact that he's riding that wave of Anthony Davis and letting him know, like, this is your team, and we're only going to go as far as you take us, for real. Exactly. I okay. like the Lakers simply because they can guard. Like, Thank they're you. one of them teams that are prepared for absolutely everything. Facts. And the Lakers lineups with LeBron, they just work so well together. It's more like it's like effortless transitions. And with Schroeder coming in and Wesley oh, Matthews man. coming in, like, you know what I'm saying? You got guys who really play at a high level a lot. Right. And I think that's the thing that the Lakers have over most teams is they have they're old enough to where they're experienced, but they're mm -hmm. young enough to where they can run and be ready for everything. Right. You know, they don't have to slow it down with AD. They don't have to do none of that. They can slow it down and punish you, AD. They can speed it up and run you with AD and LeBron. You throw the bench in there, Schroeder, KCP, Caruso. They just got a lot oh, of players yeah. that just be everywhere. Yeah, Kuzma. They got a lot of players that be everywhere. Right. So I think that's one of the biggest things with uh with the Lakers and that team is they just Rob Linker really showing you know people that he really know what he's doing. Right. He's definitely showing people. Yeah, he's he got really he's got a very good yeah, but there you go. I'd say a little bit of both. <laughs> I'd say definitely a little bit of both, probably much more of the latter, but uh I'd say definitely a little bit of both. Um sure. what do you think, Darrell, if 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 I mean God play dude if he hadn't gotten hurt let's just say let's play a game of ifs here if play hadn't gotten hurt what do you think would that have meant trouble for the lakers damn right it would have been trouble <laughs> it would have been it definitely would have been trouble because now they've added other pieces where but who's guarding ad who, who's guarding ad Darrell? but go ahead sorry well who's yeah that is one person though you know what i'm saying like who who's gonna who's gonna i feel like i really really believe that Andrew Wiggins was going to really get off. I think I still think he's going to have a good year, but I think he was going to have a good year because the third defender was going to be guarding him. He's never seen that ever. The third best defender was going to be guarding Andrew Wiggins, and I feel like he could have took advantage of that, in my opinion. And then adding the big fella in the middle. Ooh, James, see, thank, thank you, see, see. I think that with, with James, oh, my God, because he would have been – the perfect center for for Golden State, exactly what they needed with Clay because he just been a rim runner, rim runner, like at the time, shot blocker. Remember, remember all the lobs that Draymond was dropping off to JaVale? Yes, come on, man. We're talking about somebody that could touch the top of the backboard right now and right. still have skill work with him down there. So you could throw him a bone every blue moon, you ain't got to give him all time, but you could throw it to him. He can, he can make a pick-and-pop jumper. I'm yep. pretty sure by the time the middle of the season comes, he's going to be shooting corner threes for sure. Top of the key threes. Easy. Thank you. Talk the floor is just going to be so wide for him. So And his – sorry, JaVale, but his IQ right now is, is oh, yeah. way higher than JaVale's ever will be. I'm sorry, JaVale. You, hey, thank you. You got your rings, three or three of them. Nobody's hating. 
but it's just like his IQ is Javel. You do be doing some questionable shit, but it's all good. Thing, you know what I'm saying? The thing about James Wiseman is, and you know, Darrell and immigrants attested this. Darrell, people were coming at me because I was on his on his train. Like, nah, yeah, I'm confused. He's it. Yeah. And, you know, people were like, no, nah, he not that. He not this. He not that. I watched a lot of tape on him. Darrell, mm-hmm. I was in Nashville for one of my homies' birthdays, and I see him in the mall. Cause I, I forgot he was from Nashville. And he oh, okay. a legit seven one seven two. He a legit seven one seven two. And I'm six nine, so I could clearly see when somebody's seven one seven two. I'm like, in what world do we question <laughs> a kid like this? And they like, well, you know, he got a mode. I'm like, you what he's seven two. You want to be Kenneth Reed? Man, like, he ain't gonna ever be that. No, he ain't gonna ever be that. And the best thing that happened to him. It's him going down to DBC in Miami and working with Dave. I, I followed Dave, so I was able to see how his body was just transformed. Transfer, uh, transfer, you know, being yeah. you know, more mature body. He looked like how Dwight. Remember when Dwight got drafted, he was hella skinny, and then he came back like looking yeah. like a big figure. Right. And I see that. Like him, you know, his body just changes. So I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be strong. He's going to be durable. And, uh, you know, he's going to be playing in a, in a perfect system. Uh, you know, the flourish for real. Exactly. I, I, I think it's going to be great, but I think now he's going to have to look, play a, little, a much bigger role, but I for think sure. that uh, I think Wiggins and Kelly Oubre are going to be, I think Kelly Oubre is a great pickup for the Warriors. For sure. Great like, pickup. Great pickup for the Warriors, honestly. Like, um, if Wiggins, I still got stock in Wiggins because, I mean, he, I just think that he's got crazy skill. People people knock that, but he's just a crazy athlete also. He's got them both. But Wiggins, Shaq, um, who else? There are a couple other people that God made, and he showed you he had a, he has a sense of humor because, like, you know, Shaq can't make free throws. Right. Wiggins got skill and athleticism, but, like, people say he, he doesn't quite put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ben Simmons doesn't have a jump shot. Right. Shoot there. It's just like they're they're super dominant people that Shaq shows you that I mean that God shows you he's just got a sense of humor. Like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna make Shaq, but he can't make free throws. You know, just <laughs> just like okay, we get it. Um <coughs> sorry. Grass, I don't think people understand how athletic Wiggins is though. No, man, they really don't. don't. They really yeah. have no fucking clue how athletic how this man athletic is. is. Like <laughs> Yo, he like, is Bro, he is very athletic. Like Wiggins, very is like, athletic. Still, it's, it's it's a different type of athletic because he's so long and tall that you kind of forget, like that. Like he that athletic. Like it's been a couple mm-hmm. times I saw him do things. I'm like, golly, because you know he's forty five years old, bro. Yo, yeah, like, right. I'm gonna put it to you like this. Shabazz told me came back from practice one day and told me, and Shabazz never has been like I, I I've never seen him in awe of anything. Okay. He came back from practice one time and said, yo, Wiggins and Zach Levine had a dunk contest today. And he said, Wiggins was doing shit I've never seen been done before. And he said, Marcus, he was taking one or two steps while Zach was taking, and this is not, don't, please don't take this the wrong way. Nobody's knocking Zach at all. I know how y'all be getting with your words and getting all sensitive. (laughs) But he was like, Marcus, Wiggins was taking one or two steps and was getting like his elbow in the rim, like his chest was touching the rim. 
and Jack was do, doing it, but he's taking like he was getting running starts, and it's not a knock, but he's just like, he's like, I've never seen some shit like that. Like he's going up, jumping straight up, and like kissing the rim and then dunking it. Like they don't, they Wiggins is just <laughs> Wiggins and shit is just like I said, God has a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what do you think? Yeah, okay. Like, Go ahead, Tony. No, you should ask a question. Oh yeah, what do you think about uh? Why is G- why has Giannis signed yet? Uh, D right. Um, what you think? I think I think when you got when a ball is in your court, and you know you just got to make people nervous sometimes. You got to make sure people are you know engaged and and let let them know like yo I'm th- for real about winning. I'm for real about winning right now. I seen a bunch of stories coming out about them not signing a Bogdan kid. Mm-hmm. Really, like you know, put him at odds with the team. But you know, he still got to play the year out. So he might just be on. Like you know, I know I could get this money somewhere. Like I'm, I am the Greek freak at the end of the day. So we're gonna play it out. We're gonna see our art. You know, he probably gonna be one of those guys that just want people to talk. And first day or the last day, he signs the damn contract. You know. <laughs> Guys do that type of stuff because at the end of the day, it's, it's all about branding. It's all about creating hype about shit uh, that brings more money. It brings more attention to stuff. So you never know what guys are doing stuff for nowadays. But I think the biggest thing is him showing them like, yo, I'm about winning. So we better make the right decisions this year if you guys want me to stay here. But but question question for you, since you played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. um. But if you're the two-time MVP, right? Um, if you're the two-time MVP, um, sh- shouldn't sh- shouldn't you have um, uh, do do better in the playoffs? If but like, what more does he need around? I'm not saying that that he has the All Stars that, but the super team that other guys have. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he has scrubs around him. Like Chris Middleton was an all-star. Chris Middleton is always there in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what people are saying Giannis needs more help. Like, Brooke Lopez wasn't that bad at all this year, to be honest. No, I think it was more of the um, bench. I think it was more of that bench. I don't think that bench was too strong. Who The guys who they were depending on to win a championship, yeah. I don't think those were the guys. We've seen George Hill with the uh, with the Cavs. Cavs. Um, yeah. The other- he had uh, Pat McCunningham. I don't think he was ready. Oh, my, uh, um, Patrick, uh, yeah, Connington, the Brown kid. Yeah. Stuff. I don't think he was he was ready. Um, who else is on that team? What's what's the kid from Villanova? White Dante, Dante Di Vincenzo. Yeah, I don't White White Dante. Shout out Bamani Jones. White Dante. So I just think their bench, those guys, those pieces weren't ready to compete for a championship. Their starting five was great. I don't think the, the supporting cast was all the way there. So that's why I think it was big for them to try to do something to get better pieces. You know what I mean? Some maybe some more on a veteran side, you know, that's been battle tested and, and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, whatever happened with Trev, if Trev get away, maybe they'll get a reason. That'd be a good pickup. Another defender, somebody to come off the bench, knock down open shots. Um, that's the only person I could really think of right now that's kind of like on those teams is just probably going to be sitting around waiting to be waved. Like, bro, man, what's up? <laughs> man. But, yeah, cause I agree with you on that too. Like 
they bench wasn't ready at all. And I really believe, like, in order to make a real big run, you got to have at least one guy off the bench that can really get you a bucket. Facts. Like, at least one guy. And I, I just never saw that with them. And it put pressure on Giannis because in the starting lineup, they ain't really have nobody who could go one-on-one and get a real bucket other than Middleton. And, and then well, that, the point guard was just – and so you really need that sixth man to come off and just really give you what you need to get to get it going. And they right. just never had that. Like, it was just – it was always just, like, dull moments when you watch Milwaukee. And I think – But they have um, the two-time you know, MVP who should be making up for that. Sorry to cut you off, Tony. But I think they have the two-time MVP who should be making up for that, especially with the pedestal and all the numbers he was putting up. Like, I think that should be transferable into the playoffs. Obviously, it's completely different in the playoffs, and I right. get what you're saying. I'm not trying to cut you off, Tony. I'm really sorry. But it's just like this guy's a two-time MVP, and he was a defensive player of the year. So it's like you basically got two niggas and one right there. So why is he not doing better in the playoffs? I'm sorry to get loud and, and all of it. It's just like it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So. <laughs> because, grads, because, grads, you know uh, basketball. Darrell know yeah. basketball. You watch them in the regular season, you know – some of the shit Giannis be doing ain't sustainable. That's very true. The playoffs. Like, you know right, what I'm saying? True. In the playoffs, you know teams sit down. They ain't giving up what they giving up in the regular season. That's very because true. Every bucket, the bucket, every bucket means more. So exactly. all the little dunks and he getting the weak offensive rebounds and putting it up and screaming and yelling. Nah, in the playoffs, niggas is hitting you, going after those boards. If exactly. If driving, they digging. So a lot of that too is Giannis gonna have to in in context Giannis started playing a lot later, so mm-hmm, I feel like the skill gap might get the higher he gets in age. I feel like the skill might catch up, but like I don't understand why they changed this jump shot. Right, I don't understand that. I don't understand like his his mid game has to be. They have to find a way to get him the ball at the high post and get him something where he could be at a middle game because in the playoffs. People are not just gonna let you run and dunk like no. You no, see, they load up. My, they load man, up. Yeah. Miami built a wall. Yeah, yeah they built a wall. Around. They got Bam out of Bayo. Bam is not gonna just let this man lay him for forty. Exactly. Minutes. Exactly. Like, so it's a lot that he gonna have to put in his package to be successful in the playoffs. And then you put right. and then what he's missing. You put it on a guy like Middleton, and Middleton's a great player. He just not built to carry that in the playoffs. Like it is damaged though, but you're right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if you um if if y'all two coaching and Middleton is the best guy, y'all like shit. We all right. (laughs) We can hold it down. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I and that's the same mentality Miami took was we can hold it down. We can beat these, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the real flaw with Milwaukee is that. Giannis mid mid range to mid. I don't even want him to shoot trays. You don't got to be able to shoot the tray, but you right. got to be able to get to a spot in the middle. You of gotta, the, I, the, I feel like when they disrespecting you and you playing uh, pick and roll yeah. and somebody, you got to be able to shoot the ball with confidence. That's just period. You know right. what I mean? So I think if he get with somebody, first off, they need to break that shot off. He needs one whole summer to break that whole shot down. From his feet all the way up to, you know, because I think he moves his head a lot. And being a shooter, that's like one of the no-nos is you don't want it, your head going back because now that's what makes the shot short. And, exactly. And like that, what makes it inconsistent. So the movement of the head and, you know, 
maybe his hand, his his hand placement on the ball, maybe his balance, all that stuff, man, needs to be broken all the way down and build up. So if you know Milwaukee needs a shooting coach, you know, I got you. <laughs> you hear that, Milwaukee? Hey, uh, but Darrell, but, I got a question for you too. Being a guy who could really shoot the ball and watching a player like Giannis not be able to get his game off mm-hmm. in the mid-range game or like a pick-and-pop situation and players just bagging off of him, disrespecting the shit out of him. Right. Do you? How long do you think it's going to take like for him to get – because first got to fix his jump shot. Then you got to give him the angles to get it off. And then right. you got to get him comfortable with doing that. How long right. do you think Milwaukee fans are going to have to wait to see – him grow in that sense but it's like you know like M. Grass said he's a two-time mvp it's like you got to do your due diligence at the same time you got to hire you. certain people to look for people that can help you Thank you, you. I mean? you got all the money in the world you got everything right there people will love to work with him so i think he needs to take more initiative kobe yeah and be like yo i need to find a shooting coach i need to work on it because you could be in the gym all day. If you're not working on the stuff that you need, it don't matter if you're in the gym. You could be running, grabbing a rebound, going full court, in and out between the legs, behind the back, and dunking. Right. But if you don't need that, because you can do that already at a high level, you need more of a jumper, more of a, you know, be a better free throw shooter, then you're not doing nothing but hurting yourself at the end of the day. Because like you said, the older you get, and I experienced this too, the older you get, the athleticism goes down, 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 down. Yep, now you got to rely on that jumper. And if exactly. you can't take an open shot in this game or a jumper, period, you can't play. You know what I mean? So, Say that again. Say that again. If you can't make an open jumper, you can't play. Or a jumper, period. You huh. can't play. Unless you're somebody like Ben Simmons who's 6'10 and a half, 6'11, yeah. and, and can do what he can do. But yeah, he's 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 the uh, top of his game right now. He's young. He's still athletic. So exactly. No, but get I get what you're saying. Trouble with certain stuff. Exactly. No, but you got to have a jumper to play the game. Exactly. Unless you're Ben Simmons, there's there are exceptions to certain rules, and he might be that the the only one. But yeah, Rondo, uh, Ben Simmons still got touch. No, he d- Ben's. Ben's he just doesn't shoot throw, threes. Bro. Yeah, he got. He does have touch. You're right. You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Ben can get like a soft touch shot, and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of that in the playoffs. None of it. Killing me watching him play, dog. It'd be killing me. It's like a train wreck when he gets to the playoffs, and it's just because he he going one speed and he going 100 miles an hour, and they walling up. It's just like man, exactly. You got to develop a number though at some point. Right. All right. (laughs) Darrell, before we get out of here, we're gonna we're gonna segue it into fashion. Um, <clears throat> I'm probably not the guy to be discussing this, but um, you see the fashion era taking off, where you know, where where I was growing up, Allen Iverson, you know, was dressing like a you know a hip hop a rapper. Right. I don't, I don't want to say local drug dealer because I mean I love AI, but uh, <laughs> he was dressing like you know a rapper. Right. Now you now now they the, the the dress code is you know you can't you, you can't wear chains or you can't wear jerseys and you know that's just pretty much the Allen Iverson rule. But mm-hmm. you're seeing guys um, develop, and then you're seeing them become more fashion friendly, fashion aware. You right. have your own clothing brand, you know. Speak on that, but I'm just saying, like, what are you seeing? Like the way the the 
the culture. It's, it's a, Instagram and all this stuff is helping. This is part of the culture. Like yeah. when you see the fashion, the, the way these fashion, because you like Tony was saying earlier, you know, guys is in full fucking like uh, to, for workouts. They're in full full fits. It's like crazy. Yeah, I, I just think it's just a new day now, man. I, I feel like the NBA or the NBA uh, the embracing football, it. Sorry to cut you off. The NBA is really embracing it, and, and that's cool. But go ahead, sorry. Yeah. Not only that they're embracing it, they understand about the player's brand. Right. The player expressing itself. So um, most people express themselves in certain ways. Russell, you got Kelly Oubre, right. you got P.J. Tucker. You got all these guys that we see. Uh, that, you know, Swaggy P, you know what I mean? Like, that's how they express themselves, through the clothes and stuff like that. So I think them giving them an opportunity to be themselves is only making the game better because now they're bringing in more fans around the world because they probably just want to see what the hell they wore to the game, you know? And they're giving – and they're fans of them and they're fans of their teams now because they're into fashion, so – I respect it, though. They're giving the, these guys the opportunity. I just think back then, they just didn't understand it. They didn't right. understand the, uh, the uh, inner city guys wearing the exactly. big knees, the do-rag with the hat, with the big right. jewelry. They didn't get that. You know what I mean? So, because the NBA pretty much went from Michael Michael Jordan wearing you know $8,000 tailor-made-to-fit suits to Allen Iverson coming and wearing jerseys and, and, and you know, eight chains and big old, right. you know, diamond earring, like, $250,000 diamond earrings, and they're just like David David Stern, you know, when he's drinking the water and he's choking. He's that's pretty much when he saw Allen Iverson for the first time. He, he's drinking, oh my, oh my god, that, that's what's coming into my NBA. Oh god, I just can't let this happen. So, and, you know, it's, and it's crazy because you know, now being in a bay, you know, I go take a lot of different tech meetings, right? And I learn quick. I used to go to tech meetings, you know, I'll be in like a button up shirt, some nice pants, nice shoes, and I get to the meeting. And the tech dude maybe got like a regular raggedy T-shirt on, some jeans and some tennis shoes, but he up, you know, a couple B's or you right, know, right, right. He got five hundred million dollars in the bank account, and he's wearing a, a, a T-shirt with a drunk collar. Exactly, but that's the tech world. That's how they dress. Right. Not, it's not corporate. You're not wearing a suit and tie every day. You come in comfortable. You know what I mean? And, and nobody's bothering you with that. So I think uh, you know, in different fields, that's just how it is. And a lot of people are embracing that and not sticking with the old school. You need to be in a in a shirt and tie with a blazer on and hard bottoms. Like, no, I'm not right. comfortable working. Like that. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. I, I respect the league giving the uh, giving the guys the opportunity to really, you know, be themselves and and show a different side of themselves instead of being just the basketball player. Right, in a suit. You know, yeah, you know what's crazy about that is is um. Like when I stopped playing, I really had to start honing in on business and I would like meet with like realtors just to figure out mm -hmm. what I wanted to do in my life. And yeah. they were talking about these shoes. I think they call free birds or something. Free birds. I'm like, I'm like, man, these shoes suck. Like, are y'all kidding me? Like, no, nah, this ain't it, bro. Uh -huh. like, everybody in like business. I went to London. All everybody's wearing these, these shoes. And I'm like, bro, this is crazy. And all it is is like a little sneaker that they put on and with suits and everything like that. But they were saying that um, like Mark Zuckerberg and like the social media guys would come to meetings in like jeans and a t-shirt. Right. So the lawyers was like, 
we can't keep wearing all these suits or they not gonna resonate with us right and that's literally that's like one of the somebody i was talking to was like that's like uh one of the things that had everybody like all right we got to go casual right now it's like it's unbelievable because everybody was like you got to wear a suit you got to wear a suit and like what the nba is the way players are dressing now it's not associated with with rappers or like or like like when ai and them was doing it they thought they was 50 cent like right, Jay-Z, right? Like, exactly just, Jay-Z like, you know what i'm saying now yeah. now they didn't took they didn't took that out of it so i feel like the nba is more accept, like accepting it more but i just like that players are getting bags off of it like russ got the, right. uh, man exactly got the true religion do got the true religion deal uh shay gonna get deals from what he doing like like as long as they can get an extra bag, because Darrell, you know, as one anybody is, a lot of those guys, the NBA money ain't, ain't what people think it is because of the situation a lot of these guys are in. So mm-hmm. I like that it's giving these dudes another avenue to make money because you know that's just what it is to brand themselves. Right, hey Tony, you like Darrell's the, the sweatshirt he's wearing? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> that's hard right yeah 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 because i mean yeah. i've been i mean i mean i've been i've been knowing Darrell for i don't know god knows how long um it's, it's another clothing line he's he's working on um still waiting for my other one shout out mia um <laughs> i this is the first time i ever wore this too this oh see see tone tone you see how we do and then we gonna ask we're gonna, yeah. we gonna send him our sizes and he's gonna be like yeah i got y'all and then you're you, you gonna take a picture with like hey, somebody else hey, gonna have it hey, on it's all good though I follow you on Instagram, so I'll be peeping. You put the Mamiris on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hell, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, but, but right now, after quarantine, boy, I got to do a little more working out so I can get back in them things. <laughs> no, they so small, bro. They so small. Uh, back. Is, this is rich, rich, rich people fashion talk right here. I don't, I, I do not partake in, in buying Amiri jeans. I would never, ever. Like, no, I'm, I'm cool. I got all mine on sale, so. No, I, but still, like, I, Bro, hey, I just, you know, $2,000 for essence, a pair of jeans, fam. What'd you say? Have you ever heard of Essence? Essence? Bro. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, no, I, I've heard of the magazine Essence. essence. Yeah. I've never heard of Essence. It's two S's and then it's sent. So it's S-S-E-N-S-E. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Different, far fetched. Oh God! This yeah, now that great. Be one of my fights. Yeah, I know about Essence for sure. Oh, okay, that's what it's called. Oh, I didn't know that. Was, that's what it's called. Um, yeah, I, I forgot all about that. I haven't shopped online in a minute. Yeah, but Darrell Wright's uh, 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 clothing line is called Hometown Favorites. You want to plug it in, in Instagram or anything real quick, D Wright? Before yeah, we get out of here, follow us. Uh, we building everything right now. I should be launching maybe. Know, right after Christmas, like right before the holidays, man. So I'm just doing all the logistics of everything. Uh, but follow hometown favorites. We're gonna have a lot of dope stuff. It's gonna be more on the sporty, sporty stuff. I know a lot of people do like streetwear, high fashion. I'm gonna give back to more of like that old school and one. Like that's my yeah. idea. The dope tees, you know, probably with cool sayings and stuff like that. So. Um, so it could be for 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 the people in, in our field, you know, in the hoop field, and you know, eventually branch off to other sports. But that's that's the goal. Uh, that's lit. And you also check him out this season again on NBC NBC Sports uh, sure. Bay Area uh, after before and after all the Warriors during all, all the Warriors games. Mm-hmm. And um, 
for Tony Parker. This is your boy Mgrads, and I want to say thank you guys for listening. Thanks again to Darrell Wright for coming on and uh, giving us his time uh, during the pandemic. <laughs> uh, wear a mask, everybody, and we'll uh, catch you next week. Yes, sir.